I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad! Snap back to Duggan. Looking. Pressure coming. And he goes down! Another sack! 40-yard line on second down and 11. Shotgun snap back to Duggan. Pressure coming down he goes! Slam to the turf by Ryan Watts! Big sack! Back to the ground and the ball's fumbled. Loose on it. And the ball's still loose. Picked up! Down the sidelines. Shot A. Barron to the 20. Say goodnight to this one. Barron takes it in. How do you like that? Oh, Max Duggan will put down the knee. And that'll do it. Heartbreaking loss for Texas with Longhorns. And we'll probably hear Sark say this on the postgame, their own worst enemy at times. Error. No offensive plays found. I don't know about you, Horns fans, but I am getting pretty sick of the offense, especially in the second half. I gotta say, though, they're consistent, man. Three points again in the second half, just like they've done in multiple games this year. But I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Let's get into it, folks. I'm Joe Scanlon. Creighton Branch on the other side of the microphone. Creighton, will you forgive me as I uh, crack open a few things here? Let me just... One. Don't we two. Go. Oh, no. Three. And no more because that's how many points the offense could score. And really, it was special teams who scored the points. So it, the offense yeah, scored nothing, really. So I don't blame any Horns fan for needing to uh, drink their sorrows away after... The debacle that was Saturday night primetime ESPN, actually ABC, same thing. But, ooh, yeah, this will this will send you into a uh, a bender for sure. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't know I don't know. Before we get into the offense, I you know what I'm gonna say it. The defense is the most improved side of the ball between. Last year and this year, which is a funny thing that you. That's funny that you say that for as many times oh my as, God, as we've we were, called for the boys. Oh my God, we, we have yeah. called for PK's head so yeah. many times, <laughs> and they have gotten better. Statistically wise, they have gotten better. Let me rattle some of these off. I saw it on Twitter, and I'm just I'm in shock. I'm in shock because I was not. It was always it was supposed to be the offense, if, right? If not the whole team, it was supposed to be the offense. Points per game allowed, they went from 31 to 21. Yards per game, they went from 426 to 371. Yards per play, 5.9 to 4.8. Rush nice. yards per game, 202 to 127. Yards per rush, 5 to 3. Yards per completion, 10 to 9. Not great there, as we there are still holes in the defense. We, we talked about the middle, we talked about the secondary. But still, it technically has gotten better. Sack percentage has gone up almost two percent and then passer rating for the opposite the op the opposing quarterback has gone down 13 points yeah like those are those are actually really good if you think about especially the yardage per play i mean that's so they're almost a yard down that's crazy and it's it's just honestly like it's one of those things and i work definitely going to get into it here in a second just it, it's a it's just a mystery is really what this program is and it's what it's been for years now and it's just kind of like all came together on Saturday night I think it's because of the stage that was Saturday night that has a bunch of people really 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 upset um, about how it went and I don't know I, I wouldn't call it I don't know if it's a wake-up call or what man but 
this really had a bunch of I, I this had a lot of horns fans just kind of looking in the mirror and being like who who are we kidding or who are we it you know it, this was a very uh eye-opening i would say experience um Eye-opening indeed. Let's get into it. 17-10, to 10, Horn Frogs defeat the Longhorns at home in front of 100-plus thousand people. Uh, or 100,000 plus people. I can't even Second speak. Second highest I, attended game ever. Behind Alabama. Behind Alabama. And we've lost both, but then again, we showed up at Alabama. This one was, I feel bad for anybody that bought a ticket. I don't even know where to begin. Um... Let's continue on the defensive side, just because they played a great game. Jade Barron, Barron Sorrell, and DeMarvin Overshawn led the team with 11 tackles. Each Jalen Ford had nine as well. Uh, Barron Sorrell had a sack and a half. He just played lights out, lights out mm-hmm. on Saturday. And, oh, Lord, if I was on the defense, I would be yelling at the offense. I know that's not a very team thing to do, but I'd be pissed. They played an excellent game. TCU came into the game averaging 41 points a game. They got held to 17. And really, the two scores they got, one, there was a blatant missed holding call. And two, the second one was miscommunication, but one mistake should not define your game. No, it never should, and we've seen it a thousand times. And I think, actually, just this year, we've seen it as there's a massive truck just right behind my do- my, my, my house here. If, if anybody's hearing that, that is that is not I. <laughs> um, it is, it's incredible that this is at least the second time this year, Joe, where the defense has like stepped up, held a team to way below their season average, and it hasn't been enough. I mean... This this defense did an unbelievable job from start to finish when they were on the field for like so much of the game and like I I what's what what is encouraging is that there's a lot of these players on that side of the ball that are going to be returning which is exciting Jalen Ford is going to be back and he looks like he is going to be the focal piece around this team hopefully. Uh, next year. Baron Sorrell should return. I was about to say, I was about to get to him. Today he, Baron will he's return. going to return. He's going to return. There's going to be some great guys for as much as we don't like Ryan Watts. I think he's, he's actually got gotten better. Potential, right? Yeah. He's obviously gotten better and he has potential and hopefully next year he won't be on the list. And so he's coming back. So there's a lot of hope in this defense. But I don't blame them at all for not... They can't win the game by themselves, and that's what the that's what this Texas team has made them do a couple times this year. Alabama. So, it, Alabama is a great example. I mean, it's I I just at this point I'm starting to feel bad because you you mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. We've had issues in the past. I mean, we, think about the Todd Orlando years. Oh God, let's like, not exact, go that far. Just I don't even I don't honestly have to go back that far. There's been some pretty bad defensive sides uh, for the Horns, and it this these guys have done an outstanding job, and I feel I feel sorry I just feel sorry for them overall. I just feel really 283 yards is what they held TCU to. Like mm-hmm. come, come that wins on. you that wins on. you football games, and you know 
the defense played oh i god like i said i'd be yelling at everyone who wasn't on the defense because guess who also screwed the defense over it wasn't just the offense we'll get to them in a second don't you worry folks yeah we got a lot let's <laughs> talk worries. special teams real quick because i don't know what i i get what jeff banks is doing i get being aggressive Thir- fourth and th- three don't try to block that now, the right. punter did sell that. I was about he, to ask he you that. He sold the hell out of that. <laughs> and there's videos on Twitter where it's like he kicked his plant leg out. So he was going down no matter what, even if they hadn't touched him. So all you had to do was just not get close to him. And they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have called a – and if they had called a flag at that point, then it's Big 12s against us. But he sold the heck out of that flop. And it gave him the downs, and that's how they got the touchdown to go up 17-3, right? So – yeah, Steve even kind of defended that call. Uh, so it's kind oh, he did, huh? Yeah, yeah. His uh, his he press conference afterwards is pretty good. He defended the call to go try and block it, huh? Yeah, I'm under the impression, kind of like you, I wouldn't even. Yeah, the, you know, like you know as why good as your tried. defense is playing, I don't. I honestly don't think you need to even do that. Like, you know why they tried? You know why they tried to block it? Because if they started anywhere on their side of the fifty, they weren't going anywhere. Hundred percent. That's exactly why. <laughs> They, they he was hoping they God bless America. Uh, <laughs> and that was, I mean, there were two times they ran into the kicker. One was running into the kicker. The other one was that brutal roughing the kicker um, or roughing the punter, whatever. Um, man, just special teams just has to be, and I get these are kids, but, like, how do you just go brain dead on a football field? I don't know. Like, I when I played baseball, I never went brain dead. I always knew what the situation was and what I needed to do. And yeah, we weren't hitting people, but like I knew, Oh, don't throw with the second, throw with the first. Like, it's not that hard to think on a freaking playing field. It's not the, the special team side has been an interesting development since really honestly spring, uh, spring. And it's something that I don't know if they really like, I don't, I don't want to insult anybody, but it always feels like it was like a last resort kind of thing. Like, oh, we'll get to that later. Um, when it came to offense and defense, it seemed like special teams was kind of neglected. They have, they've and, been impressive this year. They've had some good pump blocks. Oh, they and they have. Played, played pretty well. I mean, it's just there's been multiple times where it's been just a stupid call. Just exactly. Stupid trying to block the punt when you didn't need to, and we got burned. And we paid for it. And, yeah, real quick before we go to the offense. That, that I don't know what happened on that miscommunication right there, but that was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, Johnson was just wide yeah. open. Uh, uh, that was, oh, man, what a play that was because, honestly, that encapsulated just the entire, the entire night. And what sucks is it's not even, like, that's a, he scores that. And, like, overall, like, I mean, TCU gets 17 points. Like, that shouldn't even matter that much, right? Like, that's nope. the problem. And I feel, oh, it's it, but it's one of those things that's like, guys, like, you are, that's a four-star cornerback and a four-star, cor- you know, these are four-star players in the backfield. I'm not saying they have to be top 10 NFL draft recruits. I'm just saying you got rated that high for a reason. That coverage should not have been busted. And and, and, as I was saying, it wasn't because you didn't know how to, you know, play your coverage. I mean, it was, it was obvious that they had, they had no idea what they were doing. 
and they they almost did they run into each other? They almost did. If they no, did, they didn't. I, okay. They weren't even close were to running close. into each. They weren't even close to running into each other. Were they not? Watch that, watch that playback. Watch that playback. Literally, the one receiver goes out because one because one didn't, yeah, and the other, and then Quentin Johnson takes the, and then oh, literally that, they kind of right. cross. And that's so, right. They cross. They didn't of, run into. Yeah. Each, they cross because they believed. It was obvious that they <laughs> sad because they believed the safety that. needed to pick up exactly. They Quentin thought Johnson. that they didn't, which is so dumb to me that you know he. He was like, oh, yeah, he's going to pick. I mean, like, he's the number one receiver on the field. Like, why on earth would anybody leave him at all? Whoever's fault it is. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't care whose fault it is. Like, he's the number one receiver possibly on the entire, like, field for both teams. I'm not sure. I mean, he's. you could argue he's the best receiver between Texas and TCU. And the fact that he was even remotely left open, I think, is funny because, like, come on now. Like, couldn't you, you know, it's just like, even it's so, it's, Oh man, that was that was that was. That but was again, again, one play shouldn't define the game because your no. offense should be able to score points. So, but come on, uh, like, but still, like, let let what, it's stuff like that that has continued to plague Texas for years and, and years and years well, and years and, and, and years. And despite the progress, they are they still have work to do. They still, I mean, the middle of the field looked a lot better this time around. Right. Um. They just gotta, you know. Damn it, he's gonna be the first wide receiver off the board this year. Like, yeah, and it's or stuff second. like so you know, and they and they held him. They held Quentin Johnston to three catches for sixty six yards and one touchdown. No, that's true. They that that's the problem right there is that they've done that. They've held Max to all of these you know average season lows, and we can't we can't win. But the there's another problem for as good as the defense plays, Joe. It's the long third down conversions. It's the fourth down mistakes that lead to a first down. Yep. It's the blown coverages. It's that there's so many little things that Texas does on defense that they do great, but they almost all of them get negated at some time because they make so many small errors. I mean, I'm not quite sure there's honestly anything that upsets me more than watching them like a third and like 10 a 12 or a third and 14 oh i see they if it's over if it's over third and eight i just go okay first down like exactly it's that's man and like, it's they're close they are close and honestly i know we called for Pete kwikowski's head you gotta keep him i think he's made great whoa, strides with his defense okay Probably. i think i think the young guys get another Real, another speaking of young guys, let me shop this guy out real quick. Terrence Brooks, welcome to college football, son. He oh, played yeah. pretty well was, for a true was, freshman. Um, fun guy, like that was a yeah. lot of fun to watch him play. Yeah, so I he's gonna he he grew a lot on on Saturday night, and I like I said, I think these young guys are gonna figure it out here in the off season. I think the defense is gonna be just fine. Let's move to the elephant in the room. Huh. Is it time, Creighton? Is it time to pull the plug on Quinn? Because Twitter was a buzz with <laughs> Quinn is overrated. Where they, they give Quinn time? He's a freshman. Um, but I have never seen. I, yeah, God, I know Colt. Colt. I mean, he's got the same kind of numbers as Sam his freshman year. Right. And look at what Sam ended up being. So, do you give him time? And let him progress because, and someone brought this up, as much crap as we gave Hudson Card, which by the way, Hudson Card, we apologize. We apologize so hard because you <laughs> deserve no hate for what you've done this season. 
holy cow, you haven't played as bad as Quinn has these last few games. Let's look at Hudson Card last year. Sark's first year. Let's look at Hudson Card this year. uh, Sark's second year. Would you say he's progressed? Hudson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Are we just being the spoiled brats that Texas fans can be? And are we expecting a lot out of Quinn here this fresh this his first year, his true freshman year, or redshirt freshman year because he you know skipped high school mm-hmm. to go play two snaps at Ohio State? Are we expecting too much out of him with the amount of games under his belt so far? I and think, yeah, I think we are. Right. Right. I think we might be, and it sucks because he, with the arm talent he has, we should be. We we want you know Vince Young part two. Vince Young got pulled his freshman year. Yeah, he had a. It was a really long year for Vince. That 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 year he he started. It really was, honestly. If anybody doesn't remember. So is it time to panic? I don't know. Did he need to get pulled and put Hudson Card in to win the game? Yes, I think he should have gotten pulled at in the second half. Do I know why Sark didn't pull him? Yes, because he didn't want to damage his freshman's confidence. I'm glad you said that. There's that lots being of said, <laughs> that being no, said. Yeah. Lincoln Riley pulled Spencer Rattler, and he pulled Caleb Williams <laughs> to win the game. So, oh, if we have a Spencer Rattler on our hands, I'm gonna be. I well, I'm gonna switch teams. It, sometimes it's feeling like that, but again, if if Sarkeesian can help Hudson Card progress, which I don't think Hudson's that good of a quarterback. I think he's an all right, right quarterback, but he's he's gotten a lot better in the two years he's been under Sarkeesian than he did between Tom his first and second year. So take that for what you will. It's I yeah. I think you gotta just give viewers another we'll get into this later more, but this wasn't <laughs> the year anyways. This wasn't supposed to be the year anyways. We all drank the damn Kool-Aid. As I said on the last episode, we all drank the damn Kool-Aid after Alabama. Now we're upset because we're losing games by one possession. And we look terrible in the second half. This wasn't the year. The fact we're six and four right now and not five and going for five and seven again, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, what do you? What is your take on yours? Do we think? Do you think we just need to give him another year? And then if he does this next year, oh lord, help us. <laughs> Panic button. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Because with Quinn, there was. I mean, it's be. I, it's because of the way that he was rated out, and it's you know it's a per, it's a perfect rating. And Sam comes out at like a nine four, yeah, four star nine four four six, almost a nine five, um, almost the same exact stats within the first year. But I think the difference is that people are looking at it like, yo, Quinn, like. I mean, they they look at the what he did in Southlake in terms of like he had issues at Southlake, but like in overall talent wise, everyone's like, "Golly, this kid's good." And then he comes, uh, transfers to Texas, plays the first quarter of Alabama, and it's lights out, unbelievable quarterback playing. And so everyone's like, "Whoa, look what we got!" And they see all they get all all that accumulated together kind of like started this hype of like, you know, Quinn Ewers. And there's people out there that are like Quinn Ewers, like after that game or after the first two games, honestly, were like Quinn Ewers, like going to be obviously the number one pick in the 2024-25 draft depending yeah. on where he wants to go, right? So there's all this hype that accumulated over this. And so I think everybody all of a sudden started thinking like, well, 
Like, he's ready to go. And I, I think in the midst of all of it, we totally forgot that this is a 19-year-old, 18 or 19-year-old, uh, maybe even 18. He's not, he might not, I don't even know if his birthday is turned yet. I have no idea what his birthday is. But he's at least, eight, he's almost 19, if not 19. So it's that kind of age we're talking about, who is really honestly getting his first start as a quarterback, really ever. I have meaningless stats at Ohio State. So I do think, for as much as we want to sit here and be like, you know, Quinn, Quinn should be this and that and this and that, and, you know, amazing. For even though that he is a quote-unquote perfect-rated quarterback, we forget that he is a freshman, and I think he deserves to have the freshman growth that every quarterback that's almost come through this program. I, it, I mean, Vince Colt, Vince had some really bad times in his freshman year and it turned out just fine and I so I think that we're expecting so much and I think it's because Joe we're so tired of having crappy quarterback play that we finally latched on to somebody we're like finally we 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 got somebody who's obviously talented just flat out amazingly talented Sam wasn't always the most talented but he found a way to win which was awesome but like when you were is unbelievably talented just naturally and so we finally got to find a way to win right and so we we finally got somebody and i think we grabbed onto that so i think it's unfair i agree i think we're i think we're asking way too much of him i think we need to give him another year but because of that what i'm worried about is a lot of the problems that he has had over the past five weeks have honestly not been even remotely fixed and i'm nervous that if that now, if that doesn't happen in the second season, if we don't see a difference, which honestly I do think we do, but if we don't, then we got to start worrying. We got to start really looking at ourselves and being like, well, who is you know to fault here uh, for this? Because the, what I, what really bothers me, and I, I I saw this literally no more than about an hour before we started this podcast. He commented when they were interviewing the players earlier today. He commented, he knows, like, hey, my footwork has not been, like, the best. Like, honestly. Oh, that, I was going to say, I was going to say, he's, he doesn't set his feet and he doesn't step into his exactly. throat. That's why his so, balls look like freaking dead ducks. So, stuff like that. When he says that, Joe, he knows that it hasn't been good. Well, we've had, how many games? We've had four to five games plus a bye week. And it's not like we've seen an improvement at all. So, that's what makes me nervous. Like, he looks the same as he did uh, against Oklahoma State as he did on, honestly, you could say it was worse against TCU. Uh, So it's stuff like that that I'm like, oh, gosh, like what's going to happen next year? But I do believe he should get another year, but I don't think it should go. Next year should be enough. Let's say that. Next year should be, if if he doesn't make any sort of improvement next year, I'm not saying he's got to be. Well, maybe he does because C.J. Stroud made leaps and bounds, and I think he's a better quarterback than naturally than C.J. Stroud and guys like that. Next year, he's got to look the part. He's got to look the part, and he's got to. What's the point of being able to throw the football a mile when it literally overthrows the receiver by another mile? So, mm-hmm. things like that. It's and it's frustrating because Texas is ready to win now, but I, it's obvious that what they have is a freshman quarterback, and they got to let him do his freshman things. But I'm glad you brought up the point of what Steve is doing is keeping him in the game uh, and not pulling him. Let me say this. There is a fine line 
between that and completely making him lose his like between making him learn his from his mistakes and just completely annihilating his confidence because there's a point in that TCU game where you're like okay at this point he's just it's obvious he just thinks he can't play the game of football I think that there's a fine line that Steve is walking in terms of letting him have freshman growing pains and just absolutely obliterating his confidence. We have got to stop that. That that's I thought that was an issue a couple weeks ago. And once again, we're back in the cycle. So I'm okay. Like I think if he sucks, pull him. I don't think it, you'd have to do it at first, but I don't. I think we've got it. Like I think Steve lets it go on too much, man. Like he can learn from his mistakes, but my God, he's now it's to the point where he's losing confidence in his ability to play football. I believe. Well, I think that's all the time we have for the podcast, Creighton. I had to. I, oh, rant on I have a lot viewers. to say about. Woo! Right? Just the whole, all Steve. Sorry, I mean a whole Quinn Ewers podcast. I talked. Yeah, that was like five minutes God worth of a rant. Bless. I, mean, I hope you're still it, here, listen, people. God. Yeah. No. I mean, you make good it, points. It was a bad Saturday. Wrong. It was a bad Saturday. Well, hey, guess Saturday. what? He was born on the Ides of March, and they always say, "Beware the Ides of March." So you know, take that for what you will. So, Can't tell me I'm wrong. No, though. he's 19, by the way. But yeah, no, yeah, uh, no, he you're is. not. Okay. What's his birthday? You're not wrong. Uh, March 5th, the Ides of March. Oh, you Beware just said the that. Ides of March. <laughs> March 15th. Yeah, I literally, love Julius it. Caesar 15th. got stabbed in the back that day. Gosh, yeah, seriously. Ugh. How do you know that? Yeah, it's part of Shakespeare. Anyways, look, look at, at me being cultured. Uh, you know, we talk about Quint for uh, real quick. Sarkeesian, I don't know if he can tell Quint's footwork stinks when he's squatting field level, you know, like laying on the field practically. So <laughs> kind of oh hard to God. tell what your quarterback's doing when you can only see, like, the legs of the people running around. So you can't tell, oh, my God, is that his <laughs> legs? Did he – what? So I, I digress. So Never once thought about that. That's, we, uh, That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We need to talk about the receiving because one thing I think Quinn has got, and this is a freshman thing, he has found a, a, a crutch. His crutch – is Jatavion Sanders and Xavier Worthy. Um, I feel like that's all he targeted. Apparently he targeted Whittington 11 times. Didn't feel like it at all. That's an aberration, though. Yeah. He doesn't do that no, every game. No. Well, it's Sanders and Worthy a lot of the time. And these deep balls, exactly. I don't know what Sark is doing calling those deep balls or why Quinn's trying to throw those. Um, oh, Xavier Worthy, I don't know what it's been with these last two weeks. He just does not look like he wants to be there. He doesn't try for balls. He doesn't. You know, unless that ball's put right where he can catch it, he doesn't try. Justin Jefferson, I don't know if you saw the Vikings game on uh, uh, on Sunday, right. literally went up to get a ball with one hand, came down with it, Vikings win the game. We need that kind of play from Xavier Worthy. Haven't gotten that. Jordan Whittington's doing his damnedest. He's the only receiver, I think, that's actually, like, trying right now. And then Sanders had butterfingers for the first few drives and couldn't catch anything and right. a bunch of them couldn't catch anything and i so the receivers aren't helping quinn out at all um still though oh it's still quinn needs to put the ball in a better spot for his receivers but for as bad as he does throw it joe like there's plenty of balls that he throws remotely like semi-okay that these yeah, they're not going up and getting so them. and so all-time like amazing receivers should be able to catch yep, they're not going up and getting them that's that's you know that's the moral of the story and then Let's not, I mean, and again, with viewers just looking for Sanders and Worthy, he misses wide-open touchdowns to Bijan Robinson in the flat, running a wheel route, wide open. He had a wide-open end, so it was literally pitch-and-catch, touchdown, Texas, 
I think either ties the game at that point or takes the lead or something. But it, it's it's that they that changes the Let game. Alone that changes you score. the game. So um, I can't believe you couldn't find Bijan. He literally checks down to Jatavion. And Bijan's just sitting there. He wide has a open. hard time reading, he, man. Yeah, like he has a hard time finding guys. Like it, it, it. I, I'm trying really hard not to like put dog on him too much because we. You the, you just spent five minutes know. dogging on him. It's over. C- continue. <laughs> okay. He doesn't necessarily. It's like, it's like he's like, okay, where's Xavier? Let me look at him. Look at, let me look at Jatavion Sanders. And those are his two progressions, and then outside of that, he's done. Like, that's it. Like, that's all it is. Like, I mean, so, like, he, it, it's like, I don't want to say he can't read the plays, but there's a ton out there that he doesn't look for, doesn't just flat out doesn't see, and that the Bijan one is by far the most glaring of the entire yeah. night. No, and then speaking to Bijan, uh, 12 carries for 29 yards. For some reason, we only ran it to the right side. Do you know anything Ooh. about that? Why did we Ooh, not run no, to the but... left side at all? <laughs> also, why does Bijan why does Bijan feel the need to dance around before trying to go through a hole? Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's gotten a little that too too literally, much. A little too much. I had right friends now. texting me and go, "Why is Bijan dancing? Bijan needs to just take the ball and run up the hole, like run in the like he's a big dude. He's fast. He's powerful. Run him over. Stop dancing around. Just, he's too busy trying to juke people." I don't know if you saw all the you know highlights people were putting on him during the game where they're like, look at look at the way he cuts, look at the way he cuts, look wow, look at that youngster go, look at him go, and literally it's like, no, dude, we don't always need a cut. Sometimes you just need to plow forward and get six yards. Like that's, that's maybe he's worried that he's not going to get the ball back for another two quarters, and so he's trying to get as many yards as possible. Well, when you have a running game, that's well, well, when your running game stinks like it did Saturday night, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Keep running the ball. I don't know if that's necessarily Bijan Robinson. I mean, fault. I don't know. If I got it's a Bijan. lot of got a lot of thoughts on Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I think well, one of those again, is, I think I literally I, I think just, it's him. I just fucking said it. They didn't run the ball to the left side. I don't know why, but they didn't run the ball to the left side, and that was the stupidest. Like it, it was always a run to the right, a run to the right, a run to the right, and literally never went anywhere. So. Are you gonna tell me that if you run Bijan Robinson to the left? As, I, I I don't I no 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 I don't care I don't care how much he dances or whatever. Are you going to tell me that if you run Bijan Robinson twenty five plus times, does he not pick up at least a hundred? Well, if yards? they keep running to the fucking right like they did Saturday, he's not. <laughs> Literally, no, like no, he's not gonna pick that up. But if you actually mix up the runs, run left, run right, pitch left, pitch right, play action. Well, yeah, like don't run him statically, but run him. Run him like a like a like a NFL running back that he is, you know. Give him opportunities, and then not just twelve carries, one here and then one. But after the thing is, the reason plays. he only got twelve carries is because they could not run the ball to save their goddamn lives. Well, because it's not it's but it's not hard, Joe, to defend the run when you're only gonna run it fifteen times. It's, well, it's I not mean, hard it, to defend the run when your quarterback can't throw the damn ball. So literally, you stack the box, and then they are all right there waiting for Bijan. So if your quarterback if your quarterback can't throw the ball, then why why do you? I'm are are we gonna are we about to get into Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah, talk? we're gonna get into really Steve Sarkeesian talk because because. Because I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 no. Let me let me start. Because literally, everyone's like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, when you don't have the threat of a passing game, what is the defense gonna do? They're gonna stack the damn box like TCU did the whole night, basically. And they were ready for Bijan, ready for Roshan. 
They didn't get anywhere because they knew Quinn Ewers couldn't connect with freaking water if he fell out of a boat. So so then why do you let Quinn Ewers throw the ball 39 you times? You don't. You literally take him out for Hudson Card, but Sarkeesian didn't do that. I think <laughs> Hudson Card could have thrown slants and curl routes and into the flat and wheel routes. He didn't need to throw deep balls. I mean, Quinn Ewers went for 17 of 39. We threw 39 passes with a five-star running. I'm not saying, look, I'm here. I'm on the I'm on the train that says if you run Bijan 25 times and it doesn't work out, then you live with it because that's your best player and that's what happens. But I don't think it's hard for TCU to load the box when they know that Steve Sarkeesian's over there saying, well, we're just going to throw the ball 50 times, and they know only about. 10% of those is actually going to work. Like it's that's not hard. They're not even they're not even give I understand what you're yeah. saying about how if they load the box like they can't get a running game because Quinn can't pass the ball and da, 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 da. but it's not hard to load the box when you know that they're not even going to try to run and Quinn Ewers is going to throw it. Th- I just don't think you need it. Th- why would you throw it 39 times with Quinn that Ewers? That makes no sense, Craig. Why would they load the box if they know they're not going to throw it? I mean, if they know yeah. they're going to throw it. They're, no, no, no. I'm saying they, yeah, they know they're gonna throw it, but they know he's not gonna. I said that. Yeah. Right. Hold okay. On. You mean me, to say? Thank you. You caught me. They're, they're going to load the box because they know they're not well, gonna throw it. Thank you. Yes. Well, they know. They know this. Here's the, that. What I don't like is that we're going. We're 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 so we're so hot. I'm saying three three thousand things at once. <laughs> my thing is my thing is is this is that you have B. John Robinson's probably gonna be the first running back taken off the board. You don't even give him the opportunity of having 25 carries plus. My thing is, is that I understand where you're saying, hey, what's the point if they if if the if the defense on the other side is just going to stop him every time? But my problem is, is I don't think that Quinn Ewers deserves to have the ball 39 times. Nor do I think that's a successful game plan to throw the ball 39 times. I rather I rather have Bijan run the ball 25 times. Quinn Ewers has way less throws, and if we lose. So yeah, be the problem, it. like the, that. That the I, problem is Creighton. You do that, and the fans are gonna say, "Why were you running the ball so many goddamn times when that wasn't going anywhere?" Are you confident in Quinn Ewers connecting? No. I, what I'm saying is, we were pretty much screwed from the get go because TCU loaded the box, so Bijan couldn't get going. Quinn couldn't throw the ball, so we couldn't make them pay for loading the box. And and so, what are you supposed to do as Steve Sarkeesian? So, you know, do I think his play calls suck a lot of the times? Yeah, I think his play calling has been pretty damn bad, honestly, this year. <laughs> um, but I also see where he's coming from. And he had said, you know, they wanted to go with a more pass-oriented game because the running game wasn't getting going. And where he's at fault is he didn't let the passing game get going. He didn't start with slants and screens and wheel routes which is a and, problem that's also a problem and stuff like get some early easy high percentage completions for your young quarterback and then start throwing it deep if you want to but you start well, getting those receivers out? you start getting those damn plays you get those those passing uh you get those passes you get the passing game going 
Guess what? Now they're not going to load the box, hand it off to Bijan, let him run up the gut. He's going to get eight yards of carry probably. And then, yeah, then you run him 25 yards. Because now they're going to not know what the hell you're going to do because you could run now it, how you could can throw you, it. How can you assume that Quinn Ewers is going to do that when he got 39 attempts and he only well, got I would hope that a guy could throw a freaking slant because I think I could have thrown a slant, honestly. Which is another problem that you're bringing up is that this is another problem I'm having with Steve right now is that it's either the <laughs> for, I don't understand why we keep feeling like we just have to do long bombs yeah every no play. I agree they don't even give I like they don't even give Quinn Ewers the chance to have a little dink and yeah, dunk that's what I, said. I don't think what is the problem with dink and dunking Dak did it for like two straight years and they went 13 and three and he completely changed the way we think about the Cowboys until he finally got to the point where they felt confident in him there is nothing wrong with eight yard pickups and seven yard nope. pickups and nine yard I mean so like what's the big deal especially with the receivers you have the problem is is that it's either it's like one of those and then it, like we either go or they drop the pass thank you that's not which also doesn't help but there's so many more deep balls that we throw. We just we air it out so much more than we let Quinn just go eight, nine yards here and there. Well, but they, I well, I just don't believe that like the thing is is that if you give Bijan a carry if you be, if you give Bijan a carry and then you take nine plays off and then you give him another carry and then you take another six well, plays not, off. I mean that's obviously not a key to success. Well I'm not saying do that, but again God, you fucking stare at eight or nine guys rated murder you like 10 yards away from you and see if you can run on that shit. I mean, come on. Like, well, then it's on Quinn yours. Make the make more passes. Then yeah, and yes, and honestly, I wonder if those plays he called, if he just looked at X and said, oh, X is down there somewhere, <laughs> and just throws it up and hopes for something to happen. Because there's other receivers on those plays. He could have checked down. He could have probably thrown to one of the shorter routes. He just wanted deep ball, deep ball, deep ball. And I don't know if that's a sign of youth or inexperience or he just sucks. But I don't think Sark, and I would hope Sarkisian did not say every time we call a play like that, throw it to X. If he did, we have a huge major problem. We'll never know. What, we'll never know what he what said. What really but. bothers me about Steve Sarkisian is that you you know you know you know it off the top of your head. It's this is how many we've had what one right one offensive touchdown in the last four yeah, games. Yeah, something like that. No, not, second half. Yeah, in the second half. half? Yeah. And so. We have this. We we hired this coach for his offensive guru. Yeah, I know. We've hired this coach who is apparently a play calling guru and uh, offensive savant. Yeah. He's supposed to completely. He's he's changed the way everything was ran at Alabama the when he had been there, and we score one touchdown in the second half offensively in the last four games. That's hey. that is a that's. The hey, Creighton, no, I'm going to blow your mind right here. What if, what if he's just not a head coach? Oh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm on the, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go on this. He needs to give up all the play calls. No, 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 no. I'm going to flip that. He needs to give up the rest of the shit with the head coaching job and focus on play calling. Because what he did I, at I Alabama, mean, he just called one plays. Or two. He just called the plays. He just called the damn I plays think... at Alabama. And look at what they did. They won a national title. Oh, I agree. I think you can go both ways. I think you either use him. I think he becomes an offensive coordinator, solely an offensive coordinator, or he hires an offensive coordinator and stops trying to do it all on himself. But it's obvious, Joe, that he can't do it all. Uh, yep, no, right I, now, and, uh, yep, I will agree with you on that. And Scott Frost can do that at Nebraska. 
So, I mean, it's it's hard for a head coach to also call the offensive plays and make adjustments. And I think that's where the problem has been. He can't make the adjustments at halftime because not only is he worried about the offense, he's worried about the defense. He's worried about special teams because he's the head coach. He needs to know what, everything that's going on. And he can't do that if he's just focusing on the offense. Or if he's focusing on everything going on, he can't focus on the offense. So, either way, you're screwed on offense. Or I mean, you got guys throwing their hands up, not players, but like analysts, and especially like some like the guys on like Longhorn Game Day, just throwing their hands up, being like, I don't know what's going on. To the like in the point of like, why don't they like? Why is the second half so much worse? I mean, what on earth is like? What is the coaching coaching staff like doing that is that they're just so incompetent in the last thirty minutes and stuff like that that you just wonder like. Steve, because he can't focus somebody on the there? offense. He can't focus right. on the offense. I would much rather him realize that and maybe designate some uh, some of the head coaching of stuff. Like just make it like oh, a he's platoon. Got to. Like make it a platoon. I think he can call plays. I think he proved that at Alabama. I think he proved it at Washington and USC. I think he can call offensive plays. I don't think he can be a head coach. Which sucks because that's they. Everybody was so gung ho on him at the beginning. And no I one think, ever. Well, did anyone ever think maybe? Oh my God, we give him more responsibilities other than just play calling, and maybe his play calling is going to suffer. No one really thought about oh that. Yeah. No one thought about that. So, like, think about who he was under. He's the offensive coordinator under Nick yeah, Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban doesn't I mean, call nothing. <laughs> Nick Saban stands there and makes sure everything's just running smoothly. Like, gosh, that man probably. It's the same thing, it, but it's it's the same thing as what Tom Herman did. Tom Herman had to give up a lot of his stuff because it was too much to yeah. handle, and then it's stuff like like it's okay, but he's got to do one of the two. Like we said, either become a full time offensive coordinator and stop head coaching. Or literally get a offensive coordinator in there and stop trying to. You're not only are you head coaching, you're looking over the defense, but you are literally calling all the offensive plays. Like there's so either you know do one of the two, but don't just be in a. It's, you obviously can't handle just the overall duties of a head coach. You've got to be able. You got to get somebody in there, or you got to be that person and let somebody else do the whole job. It's, it's awful. I mean, it is so. It that's was so bad. That's one hundred percent what it is. It's it's him not being able to do everything. How many years? And that's the problem. Like how many years? I I laugh because people go, "Well, you just got to give them time." I just laugh at that because I'm like, bro, like it's just it just feels like it keeps getting worse and worse and and this team they go, "Oh, this team is." looks way better you know than they did last year and da, da, da. i'm like well how much better honestly are we joe the defense, the defense is a lot better. better the sure. offense the sure, offense the did defense, not get better like, but again you right? have a it's, freshman quarterback you have freshmen on the offensive line who have actually played very well the offensive line is not the issue um you have receivers who aren't trying and aren't catching the ball how are you going to progress when you have all that? I mean, so how much better are we? How much better are we outside of like defensive rushing? Like, how well, much better? For the because... love of Christ, we're almost eight and four, so uh, we're a lot better than five and seven. We're almost. We're almost. We could easily end up yeah, six well, and six. I, if, I, we play, I, if we play like we did against TCU, Joe, do you think we beat Kansas? I don't think so, and I don't think. Yeah, we beat I don't. Yeah, well. Here's the thing. I think Sarkeesian at this point, if Quinn comes out and plays like he did this week, he has to pull him for card. He has sure. to. He has to, or he knows his seat's hot. And he and then you sit you sit Quinn down and say, look, this isn't a knock on you. 
This is us needing to win this game. And you don't have it today. Sorry. Is it unfair to say that his seed is hot? Because you just said that. Like, seriously. No, it's like, not is hot it right now because, okay. dear God, who, who was expecting a Big 12 championship this year? Not me. I said 8-4. and four. <laughs> No, I definitely I said 8-4 and, four and winning, winning a bowl game. And I, th- and I would take that as a success. I would take that and look kindly upon Steve Sarkeesian and the team this year. Hell, if they're all four of their losses end up being by one touchdown to ranked teams, minus Tech, wh- what are we complaining about? What are we complaining about? I think about? it's... Are we mad? Honestly, we, is it because we could have won those games? Because if that's the yes. if that's the case, then just chalk it up to goddamn immaturity and young <laughs> players, and gets they're coming back next year. They're coming back next year. I think it's the way we've lost these games. It's because they've been double digit leads, and I think that's. I think if we've gotten, I think if we got blown at, at with TC, or if like we lost two of the games by one or so point, I mean one or so possessions, and then we got blown out in two of them. I think it's a different story, but I think it's because the TCU one, don't worry about that one, but I think it's because we were leading Alabama and we were definitely leading Oklahoma State. And oh, God, you know, Alabama, we were leading dude, Tech. Alabama, I'm not even worried about that one because that was such a no, close game. No, I'm not game, either. But I'm not the either. Te- I don't care about that game. Ones are, yeah, you're that's right. What, exactly. Like, that's, I think that's what really upsets people is that and it's because – it's because you come out in the second half and you look so incompetent that they go, my God, that's just like, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you can do better than that. I think if they came out in the second half and they they played almost as good as they did in the first, but they just flat out got beat because the other team just made one or two more plays, I don't think everybody's as upset, but it's because they scored three points into the you know the OSU game in the second half. They blew leads in the Tech game. It's 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 that crap that gets people upset more so than anything else. So no, eight and four is not a bad like that's right on schedule. The problem is is that the the two of those losses, maybe even three, you're just like golly, that is some really 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 bad football, Steve. Like really bad football. Well, I I still think. Sometimes Texas fans are very immature and stupid. I can be like. It's that. also because there's a guy like Sonny Dykes that comes in on SMU and just. Well, instantly. hey, we almost hired Sonny Dykes. Wonder what that would have been like. I know. Um, also, I think there is there is something to the fact that literally when you go to Texas, you know everyone hates you. Everyone hates you. It doesn't even matter if they're in your conference or not. Nebraska still puts the horns down at the games. Everyone hates you. <laughs> TCU, you can run your ship. You can change everything, and no one's gonna give a damn if you're four and eight or ten and zero. Like, if you go, f- yeah. oh, you mean in Fort Worth? Yeah, in Fort okay. Worth. Yeah. yeah, no one's gonna give a like flying- TCU's team. Yeah, okay. they're not gonna give a, and the national media will not give a crap. True, unless you know now they're getting attention because they're ten and zero. But right, yeah, if they were two and two and eight, they wouldn't. Like, it that's happened before for them for multiple times. Yeah, no. So like before Gary P, it was yeah. unbelievably right, bad. Right. Like that, they're used to it more. So this is only new. This is a new thing for TCU this past decade. Yeah. So, and honestly, they haven't been but, that good this past decade. For being completely honest, I mean, like true, they were a lot better. Um, like, the years I'm thinking of, the Andy Dalton years, so those were the golden years for TCU. Um, under yeah, Gary early Patterson. 2010s, yep. like stuff like that. Like they've been pretty mediocre the past like six years, even though they've beaten us. But the thing yeah, is, Joe, years. that I also I also think people are upset about with this team is like, listen, <laughs> if you if you're good, if you, if you, and this comes back to your eight and four record and everything, you know, 
if, if you're gonna suck man just suck but stop doing this like who are you like who are you as a team because let's let's just look at it you come at the beginning of this year against alabama you lose 2019 you're leading that team there's a whole talk about this is the new standard. Not only are, we're not just saying it, that is and directly from the I players. literally well and I literally think everyone drank the goddamn Kool-Aid. We sure did, but it's because they were even doing it. And so they they're like they come out, they lose to Alabama by one, you know, look really good at doing it. Arguably, everybody I would just say still to this day, outplayed them. Then you go and lose the tech. Okay? Then you come back and win. Then you go and you go up against OSU 14 plus points. Then you blow that lead. Then you go to K-State and you do something you haven't done in a long, long time. And then you come back and do this to you do this against TCU completely abysmal. I know, the inconsistency is frustrating. Suck if you're going to suck. Exactly. That's the problem, I think, more than anything is that, oh, it, it's like this tech. Yeah. And it's just, no, and it's still it's it. still happening as we speak, Joe, because if they do win out – they're gonna have a shot to still be in our. Don't stop! Shut, shut the that's, fuck but up! That's shut what the I'm fuck saying. up! We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Shut, shut, make your last points no, about that, Sarkeesian. That's just the point, though. That's, that this all ties in. Is that if you're if you're gonna be bad, then be bad. But don't keep doing like don't keep being a different team every time you come out on the field. Pick one. Yeah. Pick okay. one, Steve. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. Let's get into our prediction here. Uh, I was right. TC won. So. Chuck went up yeah, for me. I, I, you I were went, wrong. I went too hard. We were definitely mind. wrong on the points. So um, now we got Kansas in Lawrence. Um, Jaden Daniels might be back. Um, God help us if he is. And so since you kind of alluded to it, yes, if Texas wins out and Kansas State <laughs> loses to either Kansas or West Virginia in Morgantown, which Oklahoma just lost to him in Morgantown, with everybody that they were missing for Red River, so they had no excuses. Um, Kansas State loses one game. We went out. We get the tiebreaker over a three-way tie between OSU and Kansas State because for some reason the Big 12 rules are when there's a three-way tie, the team with the lowest point differential right. gets knocked out. And because OSU got smoked by Kansas State, they are going to get knocked out. Then it goes down to head-to-head. And who has the head-to-head with Kansas State and Texas? Texas. So if Kansas State loses one of these games and Texas wins out, they will get the second spot and they will rematch TCU. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not getting my hopes up. Going to Kansas, um, looking at the tail of the tape, it's a revenge game. (laughs) And so far this year, we've done pretty well in revenge games, minus the OSU game. So... What am I expecting here at a 2.30 game in Lawrence? Um, I'm expecting the crowd to be loud and excited because they hate us and they, I don't know, they can hate us if they want to, but Kansas is giving up 30 points a game. They're scoring 36 points a game, whereas, you know, defense is going to have to come out and play another great game, of course, as always. And they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to throw the ball. This Kansas pass defense is terrible we thought ours was bad theirs is even worse so quinn's gonna have to have a day he's going to have to have a day and this is where we're gonna see what the freshman's made of i feel like right now the line is and i swear to god stop fucking making us the damn favorite the uh nine points (laughs) nine points 
Like, I'm tempted to just take can Oh, by the way, yes, I did bet on TC to win money line because I'm going to take free money when I see it, <laughs> you know? And then I, now I have money to go drink in Lincoln this weekend. So, What did you put on the money line? 50 Good for him. Good for Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I almost put a hundred. I had free play. I almost put a hundred. Almost, and I would have won two hundred something dollars. That spread would have been really interesting to to play around with. <laughs> yeah, well, the money line was plus two twenty five or something. Sheesh. So I got, I got, I got a lot. It was a lot better value, definitely, um, for that. But the if you wanted to for sure bet that spread was money. This spread might be money. I don't know what to think about this game. I want to say we win this game, but at the same time, after what we just saw last week. With the fact that Jaden Daniels might be back, and Neal is not a slacker of a running back, but I like a rush defense. I don't know what to expect. I'm gonna write down my prediction while you talk, right? What do you think? I think this year more than any year really, uh, really shows that ESPN FBI means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I think right now Texas is supposed to be like. Is like if you look at it, the every like as all like our power index and how much we've, you know, been ranked the year and our players and whatnot. I think we're the sixth best team in the nation, Joe. <laughs> which really, yeah, which is so bad. And so, this is why the computer system's no longer a thing. Anyways, that's the whole deal. Um, I don't think there's a flying, flying chance that we that all those scenarios happen and we get to the big 12 championship. And I also, Oh no, i play for eight and four play for right? eight and, and four. Like I was about to say with that, I don't think we get to eight and four. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Do you think we get to seven and six or seven and five? I think we win this week. I don't know about Baylor, but I think we win this week. I don't. It's if, a revenge If we, game. If we play anything revenge. remotely close to Saturday, or if we throw the ball 39 times and only pass, only complete 17 of them, I don't think we win either game. We'll see. Um, with that, it's in Lawrence. I believe the weather is going to be minus, not minus, cold. but I mean like below 30. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really cold below 30. This will be the first time in quite some time, probably, Joe, that the Longhorns are going to have to play against a sold-out crowd in Kansas. I would assume it's going to be a sold-out crowd. Uh, I can't imagine why it wouldn't but most of the time like because kansas is so bad the crowd's never really that crazy so this will probably be the first time that they're going to be seeing what's their stadium yeah. called it's uh memorial yeah, yeah a sold out you know david booth memorial stadium so david booth memorial, i'm excited yeah. to see how that goes i'm also nervous to see how that goes i don't think i i've seen enough out of texas this year that has really lost me a bunch of confidence in terms of how I feel that they can win games. However, this would be the game that they do win because it is a road game and they're not supposed to probably, you know, for some reason they have, they won. How many road games have they won this year? One, one, Jesus. Uh, they're probably not supposed to win a road game, obviously, but that usually means that they're going to win it by 50. However, I have no confidence in this team because Quinn Ewers is completely, I think lost a lot of his confidence the deep ball at this point, Joe, is just it's more than just concerning. It's an absolute joke. There should be no reason why we even go to it at this point. The fact that Steve Sarkeesian is still going to it makes me laugh because it's just never gonna actually happen. Not confident in the way he res- runs Bijan uh at this point in the season. I mean, like it feels like I'm pulling teeth trying to get him carries. 
And Xavier Worthy's dropping more passes than I've seen him in quite some time. And same thing with these other guys. Jay Witt's about the only person I can defend, depend on in this entire offense. So with that being said, Joe, I have no faith in this Texas Longhorns team to uh, get the deal done, especially when they need to. They've proven to me multiple times that they cannot rise to the moment when it matters most, uh, except against when you're playing an OU team that is clearly historically bad. Therefore, I'm going to pick the Kansas Jayhawks. And I have said this almost the entire year since the Tech game that I think Kansas was going to beat us. And now comes the time. I think Kansas beat us, Joe. And I think it's it's going to be a slow death again. I think we're going to lead this game for quite some time. And we're going to have another se- what, we're going to have a second half uh, debacle. Kansas is going to win this game 28 to 27. All right. I'm going to have some faith in our team because I think they realize that they will not be allowed at any Austin establishment if they go to Kansas and lose in back-to-back years to the Jayhawks. But I do think this is going to be a defensive struggle. I do think the ship gets righted. I think literally if Quinn Ewers is any kind of man of his word or his worth or he knows what he needs to do, He's after staying after practice this whole week and stepping and throwing, stepping and throwing, stepping and throwing, stepping and throwing, setting the feet, stepping and throwing. And if he does that, and if the receivers can catch the ball, I think the defense has another great day. So I'm going 21-17 Texas. And quite honestly... With one of those being a defensive touchdown. There we go. (laughs) It's not even a matter of, if you think about it, which sucks because this comes back to the Steve as the offensive guru. Here we are in the season. I'm about to give you this is that it don't even matter. Like the defense is probably going to only allow 25 to 30 points. I mean, or I mean like, you know, or even lower, even lower. Like you said, 17, it's going to come down. Can the offense score freaking three touchdowns, man? Can you score three touchdowns in an entire game at least? And that is almost borderline embarrassing that we have to sit here with a five-star, 1.0 perfect rated quarterback with an arm yeah. talent of Patrick Mahomes. Who's and a, uh, being outperformed by uh, Jason Bean. Yes. And a, oh, God. And a, and a coaching quarterback guru, apparently. And we're sitting here saying, can these guys muster together at least three touchdowns? I'm not sure. That is a – that – panic button man like if it doesn't go the right way if this doesn't get it's it's ugly because that's that's you're you're looking at six and five joe and then you might be looking at six and six and after that you're looking at yeah hey like we're 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 only we're only we're only one game difference from last year like is that honestly an improvement i mean eight and four is honestly is there anything below because you said eight and four is the success right i'll take seven and five Will you really? Okay, so you're saying that any that the seven and five it'll hurt a little bit, but I'll okay. take seven and five, six and six. I'm sick. You consider seven and five on the right track, right? On on the right okay. track. Two two games better than last year, and you okay. lost a lot of these games by one possession and okay. games you should have won. It's a it's a it's. I hate to liken us to Nebraska 2021, but this is exactly what it felt like. This is exactly this what it felt like. Suck to be there. It, it was there. It was terrible. Now, now they're not losing by one. They're losing by multiple possessions. But <laughs> they're going losing backwards. all your games by one possession is a terrible feeling, and that's what it feels like right now. So we'll have to just wait and see. 
Uh, I really hope they get to eight and four. I hope they just beat Kansas. Like if you lose to Kansas back to back years, like Sarkeesian's seat's gonna be on fire. How confident are you in your pick? You picked them to win, but like, how confident are you? I think they bounce back because, like I said, I think they okay. realize the just the amount of hate they're gonna get and the amount of recruits they're gonna lose because that was a big recruiting night in Austin on Saturday. It's just so funny. Every time I'm surprised they have we haven't gotten a lot. I'm surprised no one's decommitted yet. I think it's because everybody knows that when they get there, they're going to get the chance to play. I don't. Oh think God! That's the right... I said Arch was just licking his lips yeah. watching. I don't know play. if that's the right. I also don't know if that's the right way to go about it because I think slotting in one freshman for another might not actually do anything. But you, I mean, it'd be stupid to think that these guys aren't looking at the team, being like, "This might actually be the best chance I had to start from the get go." I mean, seriously, that's probably why you haven't seen much. And yeah. also, they dish out a great like. Give them credit, like they do dish out a great recruiting. Uh, experience yeah. and everything so it does help but man i don't i'm close to i'm close i'm close to pushing the panic button joe because it's not because we don't it's not because they're not undefeated or they're only two losses it's because you look at this team just even last week we're 10 games in and i'm not sure they even know what's going on they don't even know how to fix the problems they they have and that's what scares me more than anything yeah, I believe it. Oh, man, it's it was a rough weekend, wasn't it? It was indeed. We need it to stop indeed. having college game day. I'm done. Yeah, no. yeah, no, yeah, no I'm more cured. college game day. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty good with that too, man. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Good call. So let's see what happens in Lawrence. I will be just drunk as a skunk in Lincoln. I'm going to the Wisconsin game. Why aren't they like awful? Oh God, it's gonna be just—it's just gonna be funny to watch them all suck. So who's the head coach there now? At Wisconsin, do you know? I yeah. don't even know, dude. It's not yeah. Paul Chris got fired. No, no. They're like they're like what? They're they're like way below. I think they're what? They're like three and four in the conference and like six and six or five and I mean sorry five and whatever overall. Something like that. Something like that. It's, yeah, I feel bad for them. At least we're not those guys. At least we're not those guys. At least we're not Nebraska, and at least we're not A and M. But we're definitely uh, we're teetering between being great and absolutely god awful, which is a really awful place to be, if you ask me. So, <sighs> hearts are broken. Hearts. But, you know what, Joe? We're gonna lick our wounds. Oh, and we're gonna... <laughs> shut the hell up! Shut the hell up! That'll do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys. We'll be back next week with, oh, God, I don't even want to think about it. We'll be back next week. Always remember, the eyes of Texas are upon you, and hope you.